Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast. This is episode 588 for the 14th of Tamas in a regular year. So as many of you know, of the many hats that I wear, one of them is that I am a certified yoga instructor, and I'm also an avid yoga practitioner myself. And a very big part of yoga is the breathing. The breathing is kind of like what makes yoga distinct from other kinds of exercise, which is why whenever I come across, whether in Tanya or in Hasidus or elsewhere, talk a discussion about breathing, which actually comes, comes up quite frequently, believe it or not, then I, this, this gets me kind of excited because it's something I can really relate to. And it's something that really makes sense to me in a very tangible way. Uh, so in today's episode, I actually want to try to give you guys a little bit of a sense of that, give you guys a little bit of a piece of, of my feeling around it, because that's actually the topic of today. So if you've been following along the past few episodes, then you've seen that the, the topic we've been discussing is the idea of tshuva, then we got into fasting, and it's a whole discussion that we've been getting into with all of this. But today we're actually going to go on a little bit of a tangent in another direction, which the altar of says is necessary to help us understand yesterday's episode, yesterday's portion of Tanya. So please go back and listen to yesterday's episode to get caught up if you haven't already, where it basically just introduced the concept of trying to define what tshuva is exactly. And we brought up a few questions in that regard, a few things that seem a little bit puzzling about that. So in today, the altar of is going to take us on a little bit of a journey. And he's going to tell us that in order to really understand this, we have to understand how it is that God created man. And if you look at the story of creation, and we've spoken about this quite in depth elsewhere in previous section of Tanya, the, the section entitled Shariachud Ve'amuna, to be specific, we keep talking about this idea about how in the story of creation, it doesn't say that God made this, God made that, but it said that God spoke the world into creation. God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said, let there be a firmament, and there was a firmament. So speech is really the building block of all of creation. Now, there's one exception to this rule. The exception is the creation of the human, the creation of Adam and Eve, Adam and Chava. When it describes the story of the creation of the human being, it doesn't talk about God speaking them into existence, but rather it describes God as breathing them into existence. It's the Hebrew says, that God breathed into man, the soul of life. So I found this really interesting, right? And really thinking about this again from a more yogic perspective and from a more kind of physiological perspective, what I'm picturing here is in this breathing into man, the soul of life, this type of breath is specifically what we can call an exhale. Like when you blow, when you go, you know, 
like that kind of thing. And so exhalation is really interesting because when we think of an exhale, that's usually what we think of, right? We usually think of somebody going like, or something like that. But the truth is exhales come in many different formats. Did you know, for example, that speaking is a form of exhale? So what I'm doing right now, I am exhaling right now. This is a form of an exhale. When you laugh, that's a type of exhale. When you cough, that's you exhaling. Yawning is a type of exhale. So there are many, many different types of exhales. However, nevertheless, there is a difference between speaking, between coughing, between laughing, like those kind of exhales. And a more purposeful, like intentional type of exhale where you're literally blowing, like when you blow up a balloon, it takes a little bit more effort, right? So I thought it might be kind of cool to just before we get into the text today and uh, and speak about this a little bit more to lead you guys on a little bit of a guided uh, meditation to get you in tune with your exhales and notice how the inhale and the exhale flow and, and, and really notice this exhalation. So take a moment to get comfortable. You could be sitting or standing for this. It doesn't really matter, but you you should be, you're, you could even be lying on your back if that, that's preferable to you. But the main thing is that your spine should be like as straight as possible. Uh, so like you want to have your shoulders back and just relaxed and then place your hands on your stomach and just take a moment without any effort at all to just notice the flow of your breath without forcing your breath, without controlling your breath in any way. Just notice how your body moves with your breath. If you're relaxed, you might begin to notice that when you inhale, your stomach expands slightly. And when you exhale, your stomach moves back in. If this doesn't happen, don't worry. (laughs) It's not a yoga class today, so don't get too caught up in it, but just give that a try. So just notice what happens on your inhale. You're letting air into your body, into your lungs. Exhale, you're letting air out of your lungs. And continue to do this a little bit more on your own. And just really, really focus on that exhale. Notice where the exhale is coming from within you. Notice where it leaves your body. Does it leave your body through your nose? Does it leave your body through your mouth? So in yoga, we like to breathe mostly primarily through the nose, though there are some exceptions. So just feel that outflow of breath. Feel how when you are breathing out, it is breathing, you're breathing air into the world. You're breathing something from within you. Where is that breath coming from? It's coming deep, deep, deep within your lungs, within you. Maybe you can take a more forceful breath now. So there's this um, there's this idea where you breathe really deeply in your inhale and then forcefully go, <sighs> make the ha sound. So try to do that a couple of times. So breathing in and then <sighs> just like that. And just notice that that's a little bit more forceful. Again, when you blow into a balloon, that might be a little bit more forceful also. So, so just take a moment. And okay, so that's our breathing exercise for today. And so now we're going to come back to the Tanya. So hopefully that gave you a little bit of an experience of what breathing is, what exhalation specifically is. And when we talk about God breathing the soul of life into man, you can maybe have a little bit of a visual for this. And as we've spoken about elsewhere, God obviously is not a person. When we use these anthropomorphic imagery to describe God, it's really just to help us understand better, but it's 
it's not god doesn't have a mouth and lungs the way we do it's, it's something very different but the way we can kind of relate to it and the reason why we do call it god's breath and god's exhale is because just like when we exhale especially when we exhale with force then this is happening this is coming from someplace really deep within ourselves it's different than when we speak so if you if if you speak words if you're just talking yes that's coming from within you but it's not as intimate there's something very intimate about the breathing you picture you know when people kiss they're exchanging breath it's they're not talking people talk to each other that's one level of like intimacy of of speaking of connecting but then if they actually kiss each other on the mouth that's a really strong level of intimacy they're exchanging exhales they're actually exchanging their breath right so there's something very intimate about breath something very internal so all of this being said let's get straight into the text and see how the ultra vet explains all of this um, because it is quite interesting quite fascinating so um so the ultra begins and he says that all of the above, everything that we've been talking about, again, refer back to yesterday's episode for what we mean by this, um, can all be explained according to that which is found in this this phrase, this uh, citation from Devarim, chapter 32, verse 9, which says, Ki Hashem amo which means that God's nation are a part of him. So what does it mean? What does it mean that we are a part of God? So uh, the altar of says again he looks at this very etymologically when it says chalek hashem hashem is like a, a euphemism for the name yudke vavke for the tetragrammaton so it means that we are as a nation we are a part of the yudke vavke so what does this mean so then he brings another citation this time from brashi's chapter 2 verse 7 which says that hashem breathed into his nostrils the soul of life so again that's the description of of the creation of man that uh, that Hashem breathed man into existence and then the Zohar comments on this that when a person breathes when a person blows like when they exhale right then this is coming from within them it's, it says in the Aramaic. So it's, again, just like we did in that breathing exercise, that exhale is coming from within you. It really is like deep within you. And even though we know, the ultra continues, that the ultra, that, that, that God doesn't have a, an actual form of a body, God forbid, right? But we know that Torah speaks in the language of man so that we can better understand this. And so just like there's a very big difference in lower man, by way of analogy, between the breath that comes out of us when we speak. So again, so that when we exhale, so speaking is a form of exhale, as I mentioned in the introduction, versus the type of breath that uh, comes out of us through blowing, through actually forcefully exhaling. So we, so we spoke about this before, that there's a difference. When I speak, that's a certain type of exhale versus when I forcefully blow when I forcefully say, you know, really blow or then that's, that's more of an intense kind of exhale. And the breath that comes from a speech, while it does contain our life force and our power, it contains it minimally. It contains it in a, to a small degree. And it's just like a superficial aspect of the soul of the, of the, um, of the living soul that's that's within the person but the breath that comes from blowing from a more forceful kind of exhale that it, when we say like that 
ויפח מתוכו נפח, that it, God breathes from within him, then we see that this is actually like vested within this breath is a more internal kind of aspect of the soul, of the living soul. So one way to understand this is if you think about life and you think about what it means to be alive, how do you know that somebody's alive? So let's say if somebody is sleeping in the other room and, you know, do you ever have the experience with like a, a very old grandparent or a baby or something? And then somebody who's worried about them will say like, you know, just go in and, and check that they're breathing. Go, go check that they're breathing. So, so there's something about breathing that we all understand is really synonymous with life. When a person eventually after 120 years passes away, then their breath leaves them. They stop breathing, which is not the case with speech, right? So as much as, as speech is a form of exhale, that speech is a form of breath, it's not really essential to life in the way that just breath for breath's sake is really. So now we're going to speak about these two different types of exhales, the exhale of of breathing out and speaking in regards to God and God's breath, specifically in regards to creation. So as we've discussed several times already on this podcast, the way that God creates the world um, every second, something from nothing is through his speech. And while speech is definitely a form of breath, and we actually call the speech the spirit of God's mouth, it's not the same thing as the type of breath that comes about that came about when God created man. When it describes the creation of man in the Bible, it talks about God blowing breath through his nostrils into the soul of man. So there's something about uh, about breath, about man, that's, that's different. It's coming from a more intimate place with God. And this is really the point that the altar Rebbe is going to want to bring home, is really this profound difference between man and, be, and between man as, cre- as created being versus everything else in the world, including the heavenly hosts, including the angels, including everything. There's something different about the existence of the human being. So getting back into the text now, so the altar Rebbe says that this that we've been speaking about, about the difference between the exhale uh, for man of, you know, the, the blowing coming from the more intimate place within man versus speaking being a little bit more superficial. So this is just like, by way of analogy, but to an infinite degree of difference, uh, when we look at when we look at creation, and there's a very very big difference in terms of speech and in terms of breath and in terms of this this blowing. So when we look at all of the heavenly hosts. Um, even the angels, which were all created something from nothing, and all of their existence and all of their vitality comes from the superficial aspects, from the external aspects and the influence that comes from the infinite God to vivify the world. This is called the spirit of God's mouth by way of analogy. As we say, so and uh, so this comes from Tehillim in chapter 33, verse 6, where it says, that by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts were created, right? So this is something we've spoken about again, numerous times in, in this podcast, this comes up a lot in Tanya, that the way that God creates the worlds, even the higher worlds, the angels, all of that comes about through the spirit of his mouth, through his speech, through his voice. And this aspect, if we really break it down, like we've done before, is embodied, it's, it's vested within the letters of the 10 utterances of creation, which then in brackets, he says, these are the idea of vessels and, uh, and hamshachos, like, a like, um, drawing down like a, like an influence as is explained 
in the second part of Likutei Amarim in chapter 11, right? So that's in Shari Yechud for those of you that have been following, in chapter 11. So you can go back and listen to that podcast where we covered that, if you'd like. And just to, uh, to be nice, I've actually looked up the number of the podcast uh, where we discussed that idea of the breakdown of how it is that God creates all of these things through his speech. And it's for the 7th and 8th of Thomas in a leap year. So that was episode 226 and 227. If you want to look that up. So not too long ago, actually, it was when we discussed these ideas. So, okay, so back to our text. So we're saying basically, so the, you know, all of creation, the heavenly host, the angels, all of these things were created through the speech of man, which could really be boiled down to come from the 10 utterances of creation, those letters of the 10 utterances of creation. And then by contrast, we see the soul of man, which came primarily from the innermost dimension of the vitality and the, the influence and the flow from the infinite one, blessed be he. As it says, and we quoted this before, this idea of that Hashem uh, blew into man his uh his soul so we see that the first as the first part of when god initially created man he did this with breath he did not do this with speech and then interestingly we see that afterwards then it there was a process of descent and that it, it did come about man did get become then created through speech like everything else where it actually does say it says this is in Rashi's chapter 126 which literally makes means that God said let us make man so he actually did use speech to create man it just initially it started with breath initially it started with him blowing life into him and then in uh in a descending kind of way then there was the speech aspect of it. And the reason why this happened, why did there have to be this aspect of speech is in order to, because man had to be, the soul of man had to be vested within a body in this lower world down here. And so now the altar brings up a really interesting point about all this, all of this. And he says that this is why we see that angels are sometimes called Elohim. In, in scripture. So sometimes you'll see throughout scripture, uh, then when we're, we're talking about angels, they're referred to as Elohim, which Elohim is another word for God. It's a, it's one of God's names. So it's kind of confusing. It's like, is it angels or is it God? Or what, what are we talking about here? And the ultra gives a few examples of this, where he says, this one's from uh, Dvarim chapter 10, verse 17, where it says, Ki Hashem Elokechem, hu Elokechem. where it says, for the Lord your God, He is a God of gods. Which, what does it mean, God of gods? The understanding of that is that that last God, that last Elohim, is referring to angels. Another, um, another uh, example is in Tehillim chapter 136, verse 2, where it says, Praise the God of gods, or Elohim. So, meaning to say, praise the God of in this case, the Elohim means angels. So it's like this word Elohim is very strange because it's like it could either mean God or it could sometimes mean angel. Another example, that he brings a final example here. This one's from Eov, chapter 1, verse 6, where it says, Which literally means the sons of Elohim came to present themselves, which in this case again it's a reference to angels and so the altar rabbi says why why is it that these angels are referred to by the name Elohim what what's this about and he says it's because they're the way that they suckle their life force they suckle it in a way of uh, the externalities of the of the letters 
just the externalities. And this letter, this name of Elohim, so there's many different names of God, right? And each name of God has a different aspect. It portrays a different aspect of God. So the name of Elohim is the aspect of externality in relation to the name of Havaya. So you'll, you'll often see these two names brought together. You see it in the Shema. We say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Um, so we see the name of Hashem, which is the Yod Kevavke, Tetragrammaton, and then Elohim. They kind of go together and they're often contrasted with each other. So in this case, what we're saying is that in contrast to the name Havaya, to the Yod Kevavke, the name Elohim is very, it's, uh, it manifests the superficial aspect of God, which meaning to say that these angels, as lofty as they are, they really are coming from a place and they're embodying this more superficial aspect of God. Versus by contrast, when we look at the soul of man, then the soul of man is actually coming from the inner aspect of the vitality, which the inner aspect of the, of the vitality of God is is referred to as the name of Havaya, blessed be he, because the name of Havaya points to this inner aspect of vitality, which is way beyond letters, any kind of letters at all. So that's the end of the section for today. So it's pretty deep stuff. So it's basically the main message that we're getting from this is that there's speech and there's breath. And while speech, yes, it's a form of breath, it's a more superficial, it's a more external manifestation of the breath versus breath for breath's sake, that's that's kind of more internal. And so when we look at the different aspects of creation, even if we're talking about the more lofty aspects of creation, such as angels, for example, we reference them in a way that alludes to the fact that they came from the speech of God, which is this more superficial uh, external aspect of God. I don't mean superficial like fake or anything like that. I just mean like a more the the external outer layer kind of. And this is referenced through the name Elohim versus when it comes to the soul of man, the soul of man primarily came about through God's breath, through God blowing the breath into into him. So it's not through speech, but it's rather through this more like pure kind of like breathing. And so it's a more internal kind of manifestation. And so this is referenced, this is this parallels the name Yudke Vavke, the the Tetragrammaton, the the name of Havaya, different ways that we refer to it there. And so even though afterwards we see that indeed God then went on and he did speak man into existence where it says Nase Adam Bitsalmenu, like let's make man so that was a speech that was a, a verbal um articulation this was only due to man's body this was in order to have the soul be enclosed in the body but when it came to the soul the initial manifestation of the soul this was not something god spoke this was some something god breathed something god uh exhaled into the world. So that's it for today. And so hopefully that will give you a little bit more of an appreciation of breath and of life and of who we are and the uniqueness of being a, a human being. And we'll continue with this tomorrow, continuing. And I, I forgot to mention where we're up to. Hopefully you've been following along. We're in the middle of chapter four of the Gersa And tomorrow we're going to actually conclude the chapter. And so I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com.
To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.